Hello, and welcome to the Girls Going Corporate podcast, where we discuss all things career networking to empower you to go after your dream career. My name is Rosa Stansel. Today, I'm joined by Kate Haldy, who is the Director of Public Relations and Events at Anthropology. In this episode, Kate shares her career story and gives us insight into the world of fashion PR and how you can be successful in this field. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hi, Kate, and welcome to Girls Going Corporate. Hi, Rosa. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So if you could just start us off with a summary of how you got to where you are today and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. Um, First of all, congratulations on the podcast. I feel like last we spoke was over the summer, so it was super exciting to hear from you and uh, amazing that you're doing this. Um, Yeah, so I'll definitely give you the Cliff Notes version because I'm probably on around year 15 of my career now. Um, Right now, I am the head of PR and events at Anthropology, so I oversee um, all PR and event activations, brand communications um, for Anthro brands. So that's apparel, accessories, shoes, weddings, living, the whole thing. So it's super fun. Um, how I got here. So I, I knew I wanted to work in fashion from a very young age. Um, I went to college at Marist College in upstate New York, uh, and I actually picked that school because of um, how close it was to New York, because I knew that in order to get to where I wanted to, that I was probably going to have to intern um, and kind of get some industry experience along the way. So throughout college, I studied PR and communications, which is funny because I feel like usually people don't end up doing exactly what they study. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can safely say that 15 years later, I'm still doing that. Um, But that's likely because the industry has obviously changed so much and the NPR has, you know, vastly grown from what it once was. Um, so throughout college, I had a few internships. I was at Marie Claire magazine. I was at KCD, which is a huge PR um, and event production agency um, for amazing designers and brands, um, national and international. Um, I worked at Diane von Furstenberg in the PR department um, as an intern after college. Um, and then throughout my time, I landed um, at H. Stern Jewelers, where I was a PR and marketing coordinator for a few years, um, really just, you know, managing the day to day of the press outreach for regional, national, international outlets, um, handling product requests, kind of just being um, on site at events to support. Uh, but that's kind of really where I feel like I learned that I definitely wanted to work in house. Um, after H. Stern, I went to Cynthia Rowley, um, where I was the PR manager there, and that was definitely um, a huge growing experience for me. I kind of helped develop and execute the public relations strategy for all of Cynthia's brands, so including her ready-to-wear collections, Women's Surf, Rowley Eyewear, their, her makeup collection with Birchbox, Um, And then her Curious Candy uh, retail locations, which was super fun. Uh, When I was there, I kind of launched their first influencer marketing program because that's when it was really getting off the ground in 2013. Uh, I oversaw the, you know, the day to day of the PR functions, helping out um, with ideating and executing her fashion shows and her 
press previews and press events, in-store events, um, helping with the social media pages. So kind of like an all-encompassing PR role. Uh, after that, I landed at Sydney Garber, where I was the director of communications, um, really created and managed the strate strategic communications plan there, overseeing all PR marketing and events. Um, really uh, leaning into executive communications, overseeing um, any PR our owner and founder got, um, you know, overseeing the events, the, whether that's a VIP, industry, client previews, press previews, industry event, whatever it may be. Um, and then after I, my time at uh, Sydney Garber, uh, my husband and I moved to Philadelphia um, I was in New York for the first 10 years at, uh, out of my, out of college, but then we moved to Philadelphia and I got a job at David's bridal. Um, same thing overseeing PR influencer marketing and events. Um, you know, in the, in this time, I feel like from my time at Cynthia Rowley to my time at David's bridal, that's really when influencers kind of exploded. Um, and they really were then seen as an extension of PR. Um, I think when I first started, it was all about getting, you know, the features and the print placements in the major magazines, um, which is still wonderful to this day. Um, it kind of just gives you some industry credibility and brand recognition to be in there. But, you know, over time, it, it definitely shifted to a more like digital first mindset um, with influencers, with social coverage, um, with larger press stories. So um, I definitely think my career took a pivot towards the more digital at David's Bridal. Um, I spent three years there and then I moved to anthropology where I am now, um, where I oversee all PR and events. Um, you know, if you ever see our product out there, if you ever read about a collaboration, if you ever read about a designer partnership, anything we're doing, you know, from a charitable or philanthropic giving standpoint, uh, my team is the one putting that out there. Um, it's a super fun job. Anthropology's an amazing brand. It's a, you know, I think taking this job was really exciting for me because it was the first time that I'm working for a brand that I was truly a customer of mm -hmm. before I started. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, you know, the short of it, <laughs> I skipped over a ton, but again, it would have taken the whole length of the podcast to just talk about my career journey. I feel like I'm sure it sounds like you had lots of great experiences and were able to make a lot of really, um, impactful changes and whatnot at companies, especially like you were saying with the influencer marketing and stuff. That's just so cool to hear, you know, now that that's such a popular thing. And I know a lot of people wanting to go into PR are like interested in that side as well. Um, but before we sort of get into the day-to-day -day of, you know, what you do now, I'd love for you to share how you would describe the main difference between marketing and PR, because I've heard this question a lot. And I think a lot of people um, like sort of, you know, need to know this um, and don't yeah. necessarily know the difference. Yeah, for sure. So I am lucky um, in my position where I, uh, my closest colleagues and my closest internal partnerships are with the marketing team. Um, more specifically on the brand side, but also the digital side. So from my standpoint, marketing, you pay for it and PR is earned. So they have the budget and I don't pretty much. So um, when we're looking at a campaign in anthropology, we definitely look um, to have everything with like this 360 mindset. So um, you kind of start a campaign off with 
PR, right? Like that's the announcement, that's the press release, that's the exclusive story. Um, whatever, you know, whatever we think we can get from an earned standpoint, that's kind of where you start. And then we kind of layer into that being like, okay, how are we showing up in marketing? What's the campaign look like creatively? You know, how are we going to speak to it? Where are we going to speak to it? What's it going to look like on social? Um, you know, what's the site, the site look like to support a campaign? So there's a lot of things that layer into marketing. Marketing is, um, is a very robust, um, industry, obviously. Um, but from my standpoint, uh, the easy way to put it is that PR is earned and marketing is usually paid. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think that's a really good way to put it. And that's something like at the beginning of my college years that I didn't know either. And I had to figure out through internships and whatnot. So I think that's a really great way of breaking it down that people will be able to like understand and whatnot. Um, but what does your day-to-day look like now in your current role? Um, my day to day never looks the same, which I feel like most people on your podcast will probably say, um, like this week, for instance, I was in Las Vegas the past three days, um, with our president who was speaking at a retail conference and recording a few podcasts while she was there. Uh, cause a lot of my job is, um, focusing on executive communications and how we're kind of telling our brand story, who's telling our brand story. Um, and so forth. So I was there with her. And then, you know, uh, today I have been kind of catching up with meetings, looking through what's upcoming for us. So we're thinking through, you know, what are, what our spring launch plans are, what are people talking about? Mother's Day is coming up, which is a huge, um, moment for anthropology, obviously both from, uh, like a self-purchase standpoint, but also from a gifting standpoint. So we usually have a very robust marketing plan that we're working through. Um, and then just what other launches are we talking through? I have my PR team working on that. Um, you know, the trend pitches, the, the larger collaboration pitches, and then our events team, um, you know, what are we thinking through for the next three months? We have, um, a lot of exciting, uh, event activations coming down the pike, uh, cause we manage, influencer events, we manage uh, press events, we oversee and manage in-store events. So um, we're kind of looking at events from all different angles. So, uh, you know, what we're doing to celebrate um, and and create these influencer or like content event moments, um, those are usually tied to like our larger marketing campaigns and then how we're showing up in store and kind of nurturing and celebrating our community and our customers. That's a huge piece for anthropology, obviously. So just kind of planning out, I'm always looking forward um, about what's coming, what's coming down the pike uh, and what we have to be excited for. So, um, so yeah, I've been in meetings today, catching up about what's, what's happening. Um, and then tomorrow I'm in New York for a conference all day. So no, no day looks the same. Yeah, that's so fun. I think that's like, a, I know myself, at least like that's something that I'm really looking forward to in a job. And I think a lot of people are looking for that where just like every day looks different. Maybe it's a little chaotic at times, but that's like the fun in it is that you sort of get to um, try something new every day. So that's really cool that you feel like you get to do that um, in your current role. And I know you mentioned some projects that you're currently working on. Is there a favorite project you feel like you've gotten to work on either like in your current role or in your career? Yeah, so I have been lucky to, um, I feel like I've been able to do a lot of cool things over the course of my career. Um, 
I feel like when people think of PR or communications or marketing or whatever, they're always like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. It must be fun every day. And don't get me wrong. Like we definitely have a lot of fun moments throughout um, our jobs, but you know, we all have things, we have to manage Mm -hmm. budgets. We have to manage contact lists. We, you know, it's not, it's not all splashy. Um, But I think that the, one of the greatest projects and, you know, one of my proudest moments through my career was last year, uh, Anthropology celebrated its 30th anniversary. Um, It was a huge moment for the brand. And I think the reason why I loved that most is because it really was celebrating our internal team, the work they've done over 30 years, how far we've come, um, and kind of bringing that to the public and like showing off what our team has been able to accomplish, um, which was really fun. So our creative team, um, led by uh, Carolyn Keir, who is just absolutely remarkable. Um, she's been with the brand for like 20 years. They created uh, a coffee table book, um, which celebrated and uh, really put on display anthropology's famous windows for the past 30 years. Um, if any of you are familiar with anthropology, you're probably really familiar with the fact that we're really known for our in-store experience. Uh, the windows are absolutely incredible. They're captivating. They're like made from, you know, everyday objects and scraps of paper. And our teams turn them into like absolute works of art. It's really remarkable what they can do. Uh, same with in-store displays. So this coffee table book was really celebrating um, that and everything they were able to create over 30 years. So when I met with her, you know, last summer, so two summers ago at this time, um, she was showing me the book and it was so incredible. And I was like, um, I was like, we have to bring this to life in some way. So, you know, we got together as a team and we created this really like PR and social led campaign where um, we worked with the New York Academy of Art and our creative team um, recreated our best windows of 30 years in this kind of gallery space. It it was kind of like an art gallery format where, um, you know, we had a 20 foot whale hanging from the ceiling. We had all of these paper mache flowers throughout the space, these paintbrushes that um, we became so well known for. Um, You know, it, it was really extraordinary. So we created this moment in New York and then we had an event series where we um, invited press to kind of kick off the space and celebrate our 30th with us. Then we had um, an influencer and social content morning where we invited our ambassadors and friends of the brand um, to kind of get a first look. Then we had, um, which I think was my favorite event of the whole series was we, since New York Academy of Art is uh, a school, we invited their students to a panel led by our creative team. Um, So we had like 10 people from across the company kind of sit up there and answer questions, talk through their career, how they got to where they were, you know, their favorite moments um, over the course of their, over the course of their job at anthropology. Um, So it was really exciting. And then over the, the weekend, we opened it to customers and I think, you know, there was thousands of people that went through uh, over the course of Saturday and Sunday. Um, and it really was just a uh, a big moment for the brand. Um, and then, of course, with that, we had a huge press campaign talking about our 30th anniversary, talking about, you know, 
commitments we were making um, to charitable giving. Uh, we were talking about our like newly sustainable packaging. Um, so there was, a, we layered a lot of announcements into this 30th anniversary um, and it really was a splash. And I think it was my favorite because I got to work with a lot of team members that I normally wouldn't. Um, and it really was just celebrating the work of all of the people at anthropology. So for my, for me, that's my favorite part of the job. And my favorite part of my job is being able to like shed light on um, the experts that we do have here um, and the work that they do day in and day out. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I actually do remember seeing um, some things online and whatnot about this like campaign that you were saying. And I remember thinking it was so cool because definitely the windows are such a cool part of going to anthropology in the store every time and seeing like what the new theme is and whatnot. Um, and like you said, just being able to bring that story to life is I feel like such a fun opportunity. Um, and obviously being able to collaborate, like you said, is always fun. So that's definitely so amazing. You were able to be a part of that project. Um, so during projects like that, or just like in your day to day, what are some skills that you sort of regularly use in your job? I think that um, when people think of PR, uh, they don't always realize that um, there's so much writing involved. Mm -hmm. uh, I love writing so much. I always have. Um, you know, it's always been one of my strengths and something that I focused on. Um, I did it in college. I, you know, have always kind of just loved writing. And um, again, this, for instance, this idea of this 30th anniversary, um, it came from just having a meeting with our creative team and them showing us the coffee table book, right? Like we were just going to launch the coffee table book on its own and people would be excited about that. But we kind of saw it and, and had to put this idea together, um, this creative idea to, to bring this to the public so that it could be newsy, right? Because there are so many brands out there that do have coffee table books that show their product, that show, you know, their campaigns over the years. But in order to make it newsy, we kind of had to think like, what's it going to take? So we thought through what was happening at the brand at that time, which was, you know, this philanthropic and charitable giving announcement. There was the new packaging that was coming out. Um, and then we created an, a splashy event series. So I think that um, I often I often say that I'm kind of like the internal editor or journalist because I'm asking the team all of these questions that I know we are going to get asked externally. Like what else goes into a campaign? You know, how are we shooting it? Who's the photographer? Who's the model? What's, you know, what's the story behind the collection? Where was it created? Why do we feel like we need X, Y, and Z? So um, I feel like as um, a PR professional, it's really being able to like poke those holes and figure out what it's going to take to get a story, um, which is kind of like my favorite part of the job. Um, and then I think just in PR, it's, you know, you never outgrow uh, the need to kind of roll up your sleeves and, and do things yourself and like be on the ground. Um, and I feel like that is something um, that I look for in my team um, and what I still do as well. Um, and I, I feel like that can often get overlooked. Like, you know, when, when you grow in your career, you think you're like, okay, the next step, the next step, the next step. But um, I don't think you should kind of ever outgrow that like roll up your sleeves mentality uh, and being able to like, you know, there's no project or no task that's 
you know, too small for anybody. Absolutely. And obviously this is a job where you wear lots of hats, but I think it's always good to highlight those skills so that people, you know, looking to go into this area are able to know like what they can work on, you know, in college, even if it's not their major or not. Um, so they can, you know, work on writing or work on um, sort of flexibility and having that mentality. So I always appreciate hearing that. Um, and then also, so you mentioned sort of what your favorite, you know, things are about your job. But um, I also always love to highlight maybe what your least favorite thing is just, you know, to give that well-rounded, realistic perspective. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't necessarily say it is my least favorite, but I think that um, working at a brand like anthropology, there is always so much going on. Um, I often say how sometimes it feels like I work at an agency because we do have so many products and storylines to support. So, you know, there's a head of home, there's a head of accessories, a, a head of apparel, a head of beauty. And so they all have things and launches and partnerships going on at the same time. So I think for me, what's super important for my team is really outlining and having like a super concise and clear calendar of what's happening and how we're speaking to, um, everything at the same time. Of course, uh, you know, we work with the editors, we work with the media and in order to get our stories out there, we're having to like ping them about the latest and greatest of what's happening in anthropology. And I'm incredibly cognizant of the fact that I don't want to go to the same people every other day to try to get them to tell our stories because mm -hmm. they'll be like, okay, enough, like give us yeah. three weeks and then we'll come back to you. Uh, so we're just very mindful about how we're telling our story, who we're telling our story to. Um, so I think the hardest thing is, is just being able to organize everything we do have going on at once and, and giving each its, its own moment, um, and being able to find, uh, you know, the proper channel to tell these stories. I think, again, that that's one of the cool things about PR is that, you know, when I first started 15 years ago, we would outline like one PR strategy for the year, right? Where it's like, mm. these are our main books. These are their customers. This is why we want to target them. Um, this is why it would work best. This is, you know, would be brand elevating or, or whatever it may be. But now we truly create a different PR strategy for every message we're going out with. So, you know, if it's a home launch or if it's a collaboration launch, whether that's a first time, second time, third time, we're really looking at every story uniquely um, to see, you know, where we should be showing up, who we want to be pitching this to, why we want to be pitching it to them, who's speaking on behalf of the brand, who's, you know, so I think that that's what's super cool. And, and that, another reason why I've been able to stay in PR is that um, it's always evolving. Um, and we do get to kind of create a new, a new plan for every project we're working on. Absolutely. And like you said, it can definitely be hard to be thorough while multitasking and having all these different things and all these different, you know, campaigns or strategies going on and making sure that each one is delivering. Um, but also, like like you said, you are passionate about anthropology. And so I definitely feel like it probably does make it easier when you're passionate about, you know, the company you're working with to be able to have that motivation um, and drive to really make sure that all those different areas are, you know, meeting what they need to meet. Um, so speaking of anthropology and being under urban. Um, I'd love to talk about, you know, the company culture at urban. Um, I've actually toured the campus and it's quite 
quite something. It's quite amazing. Yeah, so amazing. how do you like working there and sort of what is the environment and culture like? Yeah, it's amazing. I, um, I remember when I was in college, it was my senior year. My, one of my closest friends went to Drexel and she was a fashion design major and she did her like senior year presentation, uh, at Urban's campus. And I remember when I first showed up, I was like, oh my goodness, like, what is this? This is amazing. And I had never seen anything like it. And I was living in New York at the time, but I was like, I would just love to work at this company one day like this. I've never, it, you know, coming from New York, it's you, there are very cool spaces and studios and lofts where, where companies work, but there's never anything of this magnitude. Mm -hmm. Um, so the campus is incredible. Um, the energy is amazing. Um, again, as I think I mentioned earlier, we, uh, I, I think, well, not, I think my favorite thing about working at this company is the people. Um, and that's from our, you know, CEO, CMO, C everybody on our C-suite executive level, they are incredible. And they, they're at the office. Um, our creative team is at the office, our whole marketing, digital customer service, everyone's here. So there's just like a certain energy that you get when you come to our campus, which, which is really, um, it's not very common. I don't think, um, I have the pleasure of working with so many smart, hardworking people, um, and being able to sit next to them, um, and to like brainstorm with them in, you know, our, our board, our conference rooms that have these like amazing anthro living, like chandeliers hanging. We're all on like anthro couches and it's just a really inspiring environment. Um, so I feel very, very grateful for that. Um, it's also cool just because like everyone is here, right. From the design team to the, to the creative team who are like testing materials that are going to be in our windows. So you'll see like a mock-up of a window display that's going to be in the windows like two years from now and they're like painting flowers or trying like it's just so cool um and I think it just that also is like a driving force behind the brand that we do have this environment um it's so collaborative it's so creative um and I think you know obviously if you're a customer of anthropology you see that you know, we truly value like our external community and our customers who have been with us for so long. Um, but we really do that with our internal community as well, um, where we're all together and we really support each other. Um, and it's just, it's really wonderful. I've, you know, I, I sit on the brand marketing team where it's like 30 smart young women. Um, and it's just, it's really, really inspiring. I feel very lucky. Absolutely. Yeah. And I definitely, I felt even my brief time, just like walking through, um, having lunch there and whatnot, I definitely felt that creative energy and collaborative energy. Um, and I think I talk about a lot on here, people are just like so important in general. And especially, you know, when you're committing yourself to a career for years and years and years, people are definitely can sort of make or break that experience. Um, so it's really cool that not only, you know, you all get along and work collaboratively, and well together but then also that it sounds like everyone's coming in the office because I know nowadays it seems like that's a lot less rare and that kind of like makes me sad especially like coming into it um I really am looking for something where it's like everyone's coming in and excited so that's good to hear that that definitely still exists in some places for sure yeah we um we're at like a hybrid model right now so we come in a few days a week 
Um, I think we all obviously, you know, the work from home is definitely convenient, especially being yeah. a mom, of, <laughs> a mom of two young girls. So having that flexibility is, um, was definitely wonderful. Uh, but coming into the office has been great. So the, ba- the balance has been really nice. Awesome. Um, and then I guess wrapping it up, how can someone be prepared to be successful in the PR field, specifically maybe like within the fashion industry, um, so someone, you know, like me graduating college, or maybe they're still in college looking to get internships and whatnot, sort of what can they be doing um, to prepare themselves? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I think that what you're doing is wonderful. Uh, you know, I get a lot of, um, I like love LinkedIn. It's my favorite social mm-hmm. channel. And, um, you know, that's how you found me. You pinged me and you were like, Hey, like love what you're doing. You wrote like a thoughtful note. Um, and you know, of course I, I had a call with you because of that. Um, and I think what you did was, was exactly what you need to do. Right. It's, I think, I think that a lot of people now are like, are like, I need a mentor. I need to know where I'm going. I need to have contacts. And I just want to say that, you know, when I first started, I knew no one, I absolutely knew no one in the fashion industry. And I was like, this is going to be so much harder. I felt like it was an uphill battle. Um, and, and it, it, it is hard doing that, but doing the outreach, sending emails, you know, following along with people's who, whose career you admire, um, that's exactly what I did. You know, I got my first internship at Marie Claire magazine. Honestly, I probably had emailed like 300 magazine editors. Right. And, and I got one reply and I, um, you know, got my foot in the door there. And then in truth, I didn't, you know, I didn't say this when I was going through my career journey, but cause it would have taken so long, but every job and internship, I pretty much got through a connection I made at a previous job. So, At Marie Claire, I, um, you know, I met someone who worked at KCD because they, we would take their product. uh, I worked in the fashion project at Marie Claire. We, one of their brands that they represented. So I met, you know, a PR, a PR rep that way. I got my job at uh, Diane von Furstenberg because KCD repped Diane von Furstenberg. Um, I got my job at H Stern, which was next because um, Diane von Furstenberg had a jewelry collection with H Stern. Uh, Cynthia Rowley, I'm trying to think if that was related, but I'm, mm, I'm not sure. But anyways, then Sydney Garber, I, um, the president of H CERN was then at Sydney Garber. So I feel like it's, you know, the fashion industry is incredibly small. Um, I was just at this conference in Las Vegas and, uh, it's really amazing to see how many, uh, connections there are and people you've met along the way that are still in the industry. Um, and, I think that, you know, my biggest piece of advice is truly just to nurture your network. Uh, It's something that I think I could have done better when I was younger, um, having worked with so many amazing people uh, when I was like in college or fresh out of college. Um, So I think that that, you know, that's of utmost important uh, importance. And I think, like I said, um, you know, there are people that I follow on LinkedIn who, you know, I just kind of follow along with their career, see what they're doing. And from time to time, I'll like message them to be like, this is great. Do you want to like jump on or do, are you free for a coffee? Um, just to kind of keep the conversation going and ask them how they got to where they are, ask their advice. You know, we're all really busy, but 
I think most of the times you will find that people are 100% open and willing to have a conversation with you, um, to lend a hand when needed. Um, because we all realize that we didn't get to where we are just by ourselves. People have helped us along the way. Um, so, so yeah, I, I feel lucky that I've met really remarkable women. Um, you know, I have had, um, a mentor for the past like six years who I feel like I go to everything with from like career advice to personal advice. I feel like she's my kids like doctor. Cause I ask her those questions. Um, so I feel like just nurturing your network. Um, you know, if, if you are truly passionate about doing something, don't give up, um, you know, keep sending those emails, keep doing the outreach. Um, you know, so, some door is going to open for you. And then once the door does open, uh, just be the hardest worker in the room, you know, always roll your sleeves up, uh, be proactive, um, you know, do things that your, your boss or manager isn't asking you to do. Um, I think that that's something that I definitely, um, I think that that's definitely aided to, for me to get to where I am today is that, um, I think the fact that I didn't know anyone, I always was like, I have to be the hardest worker in here. I want people to remember me that way. Um, and you know, it, it's worked out so far. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I love that. Cause that's definitely one of the reasons why I wanted to like start this podcast is just to really emphasize the importance of networking. Cause I was the same way. I didn't, I don't have any, like every network and connection that I've made has been like, I had to do it myself. I didn't have any natural like family or friends in the industry or whatnot. So it's always good to hear um, success stories and that it eventually like does pay off when you're willing to put in that work. And like you said, once the opportunity comes, like you show up as your best self um, and make sure that people like they were right for betting on you and whatnot. So um, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your advice and I appreciate your time and your willingness to come on today. And I think PR has been really heavily requested actually. So I know that a lot of people will look forward to this and find everything you shared super useful. So thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. And again, congratulations. I think it's amazing what you're doing. Um, and yeah, I'm always here to connect for any questions. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you, Rosa. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a review and rating and follow Girls Growing Corporate on TikTok and Instagram. And feel free to join our LinkedIn group as well, where we post lots of great opportunities. Thanks for listening and see you next time.